Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 27th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm I'm a little under the weather, uh, as you well know. You know, it's uh, your 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 kid gets sick, and it's like a uh, it's like a freight train running full steam at you. You know, you have no no chance of a, small <laughs> chances of avoiding it. And, uh, you know, on, on Thanksgiving Day, my daughter's just got her nose is like a faucet. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. uh oh, here it yeah. comes. And yeah. sure enough, then I found myself sick the rest of the weekend. She's in school, right? Like a, a school situation, daycare type situation. Yes. It just opens you up to the whole world of, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You just start grading these things on a scale this time of year. The stomach bug is the one, the ultimate undoer. That's all. Like, just avoid the stomach bug. You know it's coming. You're going to have your bout with it. But that's the one. That's kind of the grade A level of you just, you, yeah, it takes you out. You don't want that. But everything else is just sort of, it's a constant state of illness this time of year. Hey, um, the Brown, you, right after you declared they're making the playoffs, they they don't look so hot. Well, that was a that was game was never going to win. We knew we were going to lose that game. The altitude on the road, what? we had like three great wins in a row. Broncos are humping now. But the problem with my prognostication is and why we can't have nice things. It appears Miles Garrett has a serious shoulder injury. Uh, we'll learn more today as an MRI, like just a disaster, complete disaster. DTR was concussed. Amari Cooper was injured. Miles Garrett was was I hopefully not seriously injured. We'll see. You know we'll what see. I'm feeling what I'm feeling good about? What? I'm not feeling good about the Bears being on national television. Again. But I am feeling good about the Panthers. They got they oh, lost. Yeah. They had the Titans. That was the game I was worried about. I was worried. I felt like the Titans was the game they were gonna win. I looked at I peeked at the schedule last night. One one win is looking pretty good. Looks like you know might be back to back years with that first pick. <laughs> yeah, you could be in good shape with that. Um, all right, let's set this up. We are recording Monday after Thanksgiving with illness, you know, sort of hitting each other, hitting you in various ways, different degrees. But what we're going to do? We're going to do year in review part three. We are so far ahead this year. Fabulous! It's we're unbelievable. Get just about to the Masters, we think before it's even December. I got my Christmas decorations up yesterday. I'm just ahead of the game on so much. Feeling great about. We got our stuff. Christmas tree yesterday. Did you oh, get really? The tree? Did you get no, a tree yet? I held off on that. I thought it might be a little too early. You know, it might die by the time. But yeah, we're going to do that this week. Yeah, that Congrats. was my big concern. Was yeah. that I got a you know. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Busy time of year. The year in review research just adds to it. So this Monday episode, we're going to do year in review. 
Uh, Wednesday, you know, golf comes back with the Hero World Challenge. Tiger, we'll probably do a few normal episodes Wednesday, Friday, Monday. You know, we'll catch up on some rollback stuff. The pip is popping again. We'll talk about that. We may have an Azinger replacement. Phil is tweeting angrily at Alan Shipnuck. They're going back and forth. So plenty to talk about in addition to the actual Hero World Challenge. We'll get that going We're again. we that all for Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. We got a fun schedule for the week with Blocky Down Under. All sorts of stuff we'll get back oh, into Oh, I normal. forgot Blocky's playing. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. Do we need to talk about Minwoo Lee? Did you we watch any of that? We could talk about Minwoo Lee. Sure. We, he, I, we've got Players Championship in this portion of year review, so he was a prominent it, figure in that. So. It was sad. It was sad to see uh, the Australian PGA taking a, a a page from Liv's book with the uh, party hole. Yeah, and you doing the thunderclap sort of. I, I, it's fine. What? Just get Australia people worked up in whatever format they can, whether it's for Liv, That's whether it's I'm for saying. the PGA. Just do it. Let those people have their fun. I think. I, so. I will say this: Australian PGA has pretty great uh, run of champions going right now. Cam Smith, Cam Smith, outside of Jed Morgan, right? They had HV3 in, in 2016. Then it uh-huh. goes Cam Smith, Cam Smith, Adam Scott, Jed Morgan, Cam Smith, Minwoo Lee now. And then the op, uh, the Open this coming week, I mean, has, I think has similar with the Spieth wins going back to like 16. I've had some really good champions. So a good time for Australian golf. We'll get into more of that on Wednesday. Um, as of this recording, it's Cyber Monday. And the fried egg has its continued sale in their pro shop continuing. Um, what is it? 20% off the code. I think it's Black Friday. It's Black. Cyber Monday, but the code is Black Friday. God, my email has just been getting assaulted this week. I know. We're just, look, we don't talk. We try not to talk about this too much. I think we have some good shit in there, like really good stuff. Um, you can buy it if you want. You don't have to. I think it's a good gift idea. It's something I would wear. A lot of stuff I would own. Um, I don't know. I had friends over on Friday. They're like, do you guys do anything? Like, yeah, but like we've barely talked about it. We probably haven't done it justice. Maybe we should promote it better. We suck at that stuff. But uh, that is going on. I think there's some really good stuff in there, whether it's layers for the winter um, hats. There's a bunch of good hats that we've done a good job with some of the logos. And then what we're putting on prints. Prints are a great holiday gift, right? They don't take up a lot of space, right? You put them on the wall. They're not in your way. And they're a great gift. Uh, and you're 20% off with the code Black Friday. Um, I would, I would, the one of my favorite items is the fried egg golf uh, hoodie that's a tie dye hoodie. I know. I had a friend send that to me specifically. Like, this thing's sweet. It is, uh, it's awesome. The yeah. sizes run a little bit big for anybody wondering. So, like, big or small? Big, big. So okay. they're like a mediums fits like a large in a lot of hoodies. Just so you know, so gotcha. the sizes run a little bit big. Gotcha. That that uh that piece of clothing I wear quite a bit. I really yeah. like it. It's like it's a good one. Perfect time of year for it too. We've got so, some good, yeah, some good stuff. Good length. Just a, just a just a little wreck. Just a little wreck from the from the pro shop. Another wreck. A lot of our stuff in the pro shop is Beedratty, and they've been our sponsor for years. They have their Cyber Monday sale going on right now at Beedratty.com. Um, it's 35% off. If if you're listening to this on Monday, Cyber Monday, site-wide, yeah, it's 35% better, they got a better off. deal than us. If you're not listening to it on Cyber Monday or listening to this at, you know, at your leisure, you go to SGS 30. You get 30% off uh, after Cyber Monday has passed. 
I got to say, we visited their offices around uh, the Ryder Cup. We did our pro, uh, uh, podcast from, before the Ryder Cup there. They had a couple of guys. They got some handsome fellas, some stylish fellas working in the office. And this thing called the Chunk Shirt Jacket. I'm telling you, I was intrigued by this item. It looked really good. It's not, you know, it looks really versatile. You could wear it when it's cool. You could wear it as a layer under something that's heavier. It's a shacket, really, right? I really, it's not a shacket. It's a full button. I guess it's a shacket. Yeah, I guess it's a shacket. I'm a full big shacket fan. That's a big, big uh, Central California piece. It's a Cal- California staple. I, I look. They looked really, really good. I really liked it. Seeing on a couple fellows in their office. That's a cool piece. Stylish. Uh, it's, it's you know, use your code SGS30. I think that's a good item to stock or, up on. Or the Cyber Monday code. Or What's the, the Cyber, Cyber Monday code? Just a, just a random, you know, they're polos you can't miss. They're quarter zips, all that stuff. You can't miss with those. But that was a random item I noticed in their office that I was really into. I liked you it know, on their fellows. You know what? Walking around. What? This was your fashion minute brought to you by Beedratty. SGS 30. All right. Let's get to your interview. We left off the the Onda Classic. So we're moving around Florida up to the Orlando area and Bay Hill. This is, uh, can you tell me who won the two events this week? Puerto Rico and Bay Hill. The kitty cat, I know, won Bay Hill. The project. Cardigan. Um, don't know who won Puerto Rico. Oh, uh, Echevarria, Nico Echevarria, right? Yeah. Okay. Started started a little swing into my head. Swing yeah. of Arkansas golfers. Yeah, that's true. Taylor Moore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Akshay Batia also got special temporary membership uh, at PR with a good okay. finish there. Okay. All right, just we'll we'll tie up what happened at Bay Hill really quick at the okay. start here. Okay. It was a tumultuous <laughs> Sunday. The coverage was abysmal. Uh, we'll get into some of the coverage gaffes. It was the NBC, okay. NBC's first uh, uh-huh. elevated event, and yep. it was a disaster. <laughs> okay. So Kitty Cat held a two-shot lead through most of the front nine on Sunday. Then all hell broke loose. This is Will Knights from the newsletter. Uh, Kitty Yama made a triple bogey on the par 4 ninth. A charging Jordan Spieth made six birdies uh, in his first 13 holes to get to minus 10 before missing four putts inside of eight feet on his way home. (laughs) After starting the final round, bogey bogey, Rory shot back to the top of the leader for board before giving two shots back on 14 and 15. Uh, A a great approach on the par four 18th left uh, Rory a birdie look from 10 feet to get to minus nine, but his birdie effort slid low. Scheffler and Hatton had lead at points on the back nine, but ultimately fell back to minus seven. Through all the chaos, Kitayama parred his way deep into the back nine and then made a life-changing birdie on the par three seventeenth. Do you remember that? He birdied 17, the unbirdieable par three. No, I do remember the par at si- par 16, right? Which is basically yeah. like a, a bogey. Um, yeah. Okay, and then he—I don't remember that. Very so then two putt par on the home hole, uh, which he he almost made the putt, long putt on eighteen, first uh, PGA Tour title, a three point six million dollar check, and secured his spot in all four majors. The um, kitty cat and his cardigan. I remember that the cardigan okay, for yeah. the for the diminutive kitty cat. Okay. So so Rory got the lead. I mean, he was in the lead, 
And he didn't know he was in the lead. He said he didn't look at a leaderboard until the 14th green. And he bogeyed 14 and 15. At at that point, he felt like he was trailing. But he was actually up a shot. And he said if he had known that he would have hit a different shot on the 14th tee, which he made a bogey on. (laughs) One of those. That's why you you got to know where you're at. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Kitayama and Hovland hit tee shots on the 70th hole while NBC was in commercial break. Oh, jeez. What a disaster. Ricky did uh, playing through. Do you remember this? Playing through or walk and talk? Or the walk and talk. Walk um, and talk. I, I, I was apologize. It playing through. Playing through. Well, there was a lot of things. So, like the AirPods. There was the AirPod technical difficulties. Yeah. During during Ricky's third shot on the hole, the par five, they did playing through. Well, how does that work? Okay. okay. They also asked Ricky about what Arnold Palmer meant to him. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember this. It's like, why are we using the walk and talk for, for Ricky to wax product about Arnold? Like, he's in the... Yeah, I remember that. So this was all just a disaster uh, of of the telecast. There was so much commercial load. It was it was like there's two. I saw a no laying up to tweet about like there's all this talk about improving the product and everything. None of it matters if the te- television broadcast is like this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it, yeah. nothing matters. You know, um, if if the product's presented this way. All right, this week was was James Hahn week. Oh God. It was James Hahn year, really, when you think about it. Blocky, Hahn. There's a lot of guys who had their year. All right. What do All you right. Say? Let's see where to start. So, Adam Shupak. Was he in the field? I, he might have been playing Maybe. in Puerto Rico. Maybe just tweeting. Who knows? Okay. All right. All right. Um, there's an Adam Shupak article. Um, just, just crazy. So, we've lost our power. The majority of the membership has lost their power to the elite running the show. This is him on Peppy Peter, who had just recently flip-flopped his stance. When I see Peter, I'm going to tell him exactly what Lanto Griffin told me when I was put in that position. And my mind was swayed by the executives on the board. He said, you were put there for a reason to voice the opinion of the majority of the players on the PGA Tour. If he doesn't have enough balls to sack up and vote no against it, then I don't want him on the board. We picked the wrong guy. He was put there to argue our side of the discussion. It's going to pass regardless, but if he doesn't have enough balls to vote against and take the stance that I did and stand up for what he believes in, then he shouldn't be on the board. What if he is standing up for what he believes in? Why does he have to stand up for what James Hahn believes in? I love that he acknowledges it's going to pass regardless, but just be a a shitster anyways. (laughs) We don't need another person like that on the board. If you oh. can't stick up for us, let's be honest. It would have passed. They had enough votes to pass. It's just a cop-out to prevent the media, yourself, Alan Shipnux of the world, asking him why he voted no. If he doesn't have the courage to go in the, into the lion's den, then he <laughs> should get out. We need somebody else in there. I did it right. And everyone saw how I was treated. The lion's den. Is he talking about a policy board meeting, for God's sakes? 
I I know there was a lot of James Hahn like insanity on the record. Most of it in tweet form. I don't remember him just putting Peppy Peter on blast, talking about the policy board. So t- go there's a great. Uh, I don't know if we can tell that story. So Whatever. James Hahn at the end of this interview was shoot back. It's yeah. kind of I don't know if it was the end of the interview or where. But Shupak ended it brilliantly because he, you know, this article, yeah. you know, it was him unloading on everything, and it, and it asked James Hahn like what the rest of his career looks like, and he's like, "I'll play out this year. Next year, I'll probably have conditional status, past champion status, then I'll retire." And then he says, "I can't really hang with the young younger stars of our game. <laughs> I mean, they're really good. They're really good." But also, I don't feel like the tour is going in a direction that the majority of PGA Tour players like. So he effectively says, "I can't keep up. He can't compete. He's washed up. He's no longer good enough to play on the PGA Tour. But he doesn't like that he's getting pushed off the PGA Tour. I mean, it's just an incredible, incredible thing. So Garrett put." Put together a, a things James Hahn has said in the past seven months. In One the of newsletter. the great Friday newsletter segments of 2023. Subscribe to the Friday newsletter. His cheeky like lead-ins to those are like on like community relations or whatever. <laughs> We're like the best. So, uh, so I, he he did the aging on aging with dignity, <laughs> and that was the I can't really hang with the younger yeah. stars of the game. Yeah. On how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> Dale Carnegie. All right. <laughs> After my first year on the PGA Tour policy board, I wanted to resign because I didn't feel like my voice was being heard. I felt they were listening to Jordan Spieth, which granted, he's very, very smart, very well-spoken. <laughs> he articulates his words in a way that I could never, and he gets his message across. He's a very likable person in those meetings, on and off the course. I have nothing but the most respect for Jordan. But you can see how when he talks that everyone's eyes in the room room just glimmer like he's the prom queen and everyone wants to ask her out for a dance. Oh, the prom queen. I forgot (laughs) about the prom. He called Speed the prom queen, essentially. On the fourth estate, this is from Gary. On the fourth estate, <laughs> congrats, golf media. You are now the CNN of golf. Opinionated, oh, divisive. <laughs> on why good, on why unions are good. The secret meeting with Tiger and Rory set a precedent that the top twenty players could get whatever they want from the tour. So what's stopping the other 90% of our tour from getting together and doing this exact same thing as Rory and Tiger and saying the top 20 players can go play their own tournaments, but the rest of the tour, us 90% all stand together and we want more benefits. I don't think that would work. No, no. See how that works? I don't (laughs) don't think that's an effective. Don't think there'd be anybody that would want to watch it. Yeah. Um, On pooping. Bicep flex emoji. Going back to my protein shakes. Need the calories. Need the protein. Don't enjoy the bloating. Locker room room mates might be a little offended during the Florida swing. Got a great James Hahn story. One of the pack meetings, I think. He like took one of this, this, you know, where he's in the lion's den. He apparently took one of the calls from like his garage or something. He needed a quiet space, which we can, uh, we can relate to. 
And like he made some offhand comment to the stars, like, well, I don't have like 18 bedrooms like you guys do. <laughs> he made that quote. And like the stars was like, well, then maybe you should just play better. And they like popped him. And he like went back to being quiet <laughs> in his garage on the pack call. That's a little unsubstantiated rumor Wednesday Go or Monday. Go ahead. All right. I this is this is long, so I'll just cut to the last one yeah. on sports washing. That's something I've been thinking about, and I kind of knew you were going to ask that question. It is a big issue. I'm not going to deny it. The human rights problems uh, that they have in Saudi Arabia. If there's a chance that the government, you know, the people that are, you know, the Saudi Golf Fund that is sponsoring the Live or putting the money into the Live, if it has any influence on how they proceed as a country and make changes change. Uh, being able to change the human rights regulations of their country, if that has any positive influence for their country on whether or not, you know, they've invested billions of dollars into this live golf or something bad happens, I'm sure the first thing that goes through the mind is not thinking like, oh, you know, I wonder our live golf fans are going to handle this or are going to take this. You know, we need to make a really good decision here because we can't lose our fan base. But if there's any, like, even 1% of them, even considering that, then could you say that Live Golf may or may not have a positive influence <laughs> on the, the human rights in Saudi Arabia? Does that make any sense? I have a hard time with my words. He finished it with that? Does yeah. it make any sense? I have a hard time. With, oh, my God. Do you think, do you think um, they're going to be thinking about Live Golf fans? Uh, yeah, you know, the right, bots right. As they, before. as they're... Before they make any decisions on human rights. Yeah, they're getting ready to imprison somebody. They're thinking about the live fans at the Greenbrier or something like that. Yeah. All right. Designated. The big the big news of this week was designated details were announced. Yeah. Um, so 2024 season will include eight designated events in addition to the majors, the players, and three FedEx Cup playoff events. Um, the big thing was no cut. So the it was announced in... in and that's where everybody, myself included, went nuts about the cut. So designated uh, uh, events will offer elevated purses and FedEx Cup points. Designated event fields will consist of top 50 players, top 10 players from the current FedEx Cup uh, standings, and the top five performers in recent non-designated events, the current year's tournament winners, other PGA Tour members in the top 30, and four sponsors' invites. Um. So the do cuts matter uh, discourse starts. Uh-huh. Everybody's everybody's going on and on about that. We got a couple live uh, washed up live stars that were uh, that decided to chime in. Lee Westwood tweeted, "I've spent the last year reading how uh, how good full fields and cuts are." And uh, Ian Poulter said, "Oh my my my! When will the penny drop with so many of what's actually happened here?" Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out uh, and sounds very similar to another product that's been spoken so badly about by media and commentators. Live it's Golf. Not- Live Golf tweeted, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Oh Congratulations, PGA Tour. Welcome to the future. <laughs> the many issues weren't necessarily with like whatever. You wrote a you wrote a, a piece in the newsletter that just uh, about how you know when you're a washed up old player that got a got a late career windfall golden parachute that maybe you should just shut up uh, and not yeah. say anything. Forgot about that. I, yeah, 
I mean, obviously, we debated whether the cuts were the right move for the tour. That was that heated debate. So, but they yeah, are the right know. move. Cuts are the right move. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about that a lot. Everybody's time. yelling. Everybody's yelling. We haven't yeah. heard from Jay in a long time. Uh-huh. And it's like maybe this is the time for Jay to talk. And and Rory, of course, is the one that talks. Says the no cut piece uh, of designated events is still TBD. And he says the Invitational's Genesis Bay Hill Memorial could keep a cut. For example, um, as we'd learn, they did. Pat Legacy Cantlay weighed in on the no cut advantage. Uh-huh. The biggest advantage is locking the stars that play those events into four days. If you're a little kid that can only go on Sunday and Tiger Woods is in the event, you could go watch him. Rory, you can go watch him. That's powerful. Of course, those players make about 95 to 99% of their cuts. Right. Right. They're there no matter what. Usually. Uh, all right. Uh, NBC, one, one tie up with, uh, with uh, do you remember Putt Line? The, vaguely. Was that like the cone or the, what was it that? It was just the line. Just the line. Okay. <laughs> the, they were using that Putt Line. I think it lasted only one week. Liberal, liberal use of the pot line, right? And then sometimes yeah. it wouldn't, the ball wouldn't track on the line that they had laid out, and everybody would giggle about that. I do remember that now, the putt line. Uh, it snowed line. at the Dump in the Box Classic. <laughs> and I think it delayed the start. Oh, yeah. So it snowed in Arizona. Uh, Eric, Eric Patterson had a tweet crazy and petty that the tour has deleted Phil DJ Sergio from the all time career money list. That is insane. I found that late, late in the year doing something, looking at the money list. What are they, what are we doing? Why are we there? There may not be it's members like, at this moment. Phil and DJ are, are good... two and three. Right. They're two and three. So now it just goes Tiger to Jim Furyk. It's like, what? What? What's going on? Yeah. It, it, like, even if they're, like, I don't know, there's, like, dead guys on the list. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they still exist on the money list. Like, they should still have them there. What a weird thing. Phil drops out of the top 300 in the OWGR for the first time in his professional career. Interesting. Interesting. Doesn't seem like he's going to go up in the OWGR. No. Anytime no, soon. No. Doesn't and maybe maybe my favorite discovery and memory of this week, Illinois' Matthew Meyer drank too much Monster after a game. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> so, Illinois' basketball player, Matthew Meyer, I had caffeine poisoning. I had six, six Monsters. <laughs> he missed, I think he missed a game against Indiana. I had I had six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five. He played a basketball game, and then he had five monsters after. <laughs> because I had like a caffeine induced euphoria to play video games. What a great so I memory! Could I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was basically like a caffeine hangover. What a great memory, the week of Tiger's return to the Hero World Challenge. Video games and monster binges to play Call of Duty. What a great, what a great memory. I forgot about that. 
What in our wheelhouse? That does it. Division one athlete. Just now he's now he's playing on the Rio Grande. Uh, he's on the Rockets G League team. D League, right? Yeah, but yeah. any anybody anybody wondering where uh, where Matthew Meyer is these days? I, you know, if he wants to be a uh, NBA player, he might want to clean up the monster uh, <laughs> monster yeah. intake. The intake can't be. You imagine drinking six monsters? No. I think the week of you were asking for more more reporting on this. What type of monsters did he drink? Yeah. Like, is it the mocha? Is it the whatever? (laughs) The energy tea or whatever it is? Rehab. (laughs) (laughs) That one has, I think, orange juice in it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I forgot about that. All right. Um, Are we on to me? Players championship? On to the players. The first major of the year. But... Not so major. Diluted a little bit. You remember this impact? Like, we're talking about the players. We've already seen all the best players in the world at the same places. Like, did designated events sort of dilute the grandiosity of the players, right? Because you had Riviera, you had Phoenix, you had Bay Hill, you had a great West Coast swing. Players was the time where they could boast, like, we have, you know, 50 of the top 50 in the world here or whatever it is. And now we don't. We've done this already four or five times this year, three or four times, whatever it was. So that was the phenomenon at the beginning of the week. Um, there's a crazy amount of live attrition from the top 10 for this week, which makes it extra awkward. Obviously, you had the defending champ, Camp Smith, not yep. ple- ple- pleasant, but I and forgot were, how many. They were, acting, they were acting like he didn't win. Right. His parking spot's gone. There was a report he played at the yards on Saturday. Of, didn't like, have a place to play. Yeah. So he played there. But on top of that, like you also had – like Westy had finished high, Harold Varner, Honor Bond, like a bunch of guys, like half the top 10 in addition to Cam Smith are just gone, which made it extra awkward for the tourist homecoming. Uh, we learned earlier in the week, Gold Boy is dead. They put a bullet in him, <laughs> put him at the bottom of the data lake or the moat. But Gold Boy is gone. Do you think the, he's dead forever? Do you I, think there's a chance he comes I mean, back this year? They can always come back. The, the, here's the thing, Andy. I don't know if I could live with him being dead forever, like knowing he's never coming back. Well, you're in luck because Gold Boy is not real. It's not a living thing, <laughs> so he could come back. As much as we were led to believe he is real, he's lifelike, he's not. <laughs> and so they could bring him back at any point, and hopefully they become less self-serious. But apparently that <laughs> what, was really, what? I was on the ground, <laughs> apparently very sensitive Gold Boy with the tour NBC. They did not like the Gold Boy party. Who did you like more? This is a flashback to last year. Gold Boy or Gold Jack? AI Jack. I mean, Gold Boy got all the headlines, but AI Jack Jack was more (laughs) insane, if we're thinking about it. And I don't think we've seen AI Jack since. AI Jack and and Real Jack have a a conversation. Oh, yeah, God. That was (laughs) banana land. But I don't think we've seen him since that insane video. Um, all right. What else? Jay, obviously, he's out there. This is his one or two times of the year. He ended up being more than that, given intervening CNBC interviews, Canada, things like that. But Softball. Softball. <laughs> yeah, this is usually the one time he talks. And so he he you know we're on the backs of that seven hour. I love how they make. It. I love how they make Jay like Fred Ridley. Uh, this is the one time he talks. Is well, he does like, the East Lake too. How stupid is that? 
I mean, it's for the best, right? I mean, Jay is good at many things, but uh, talking, uh, you know, not as strong suit as we've said many times. Um, so he says there's a new kind of cut, which you just pounce on. Like getting into the designated events or whatever they're called is a new kind of cut. So he justifies the doing away with the cut by saying, well, it's kind of like a cut just to get in these events. You have a lot of fun with that. Um Asked if the PGA Tour would re-examine its designated events model in the future, Jay said, I don't want to overstate. We'll listen, we'll learn, and adapt. But we're firm on what we're doing in 2024, which I don't think has happened. They've since, you know, merged, quote-unquote, with uh, Liv. They've got, I don't know, signature events. But he was firm. We're firm on what we're doing in 2024. Which brought up, I found this great... Uh, Guys Will should just never, actually never talk. Will Knight's article, looking back to March of 2022, we have too much momentum and too much to accomplish to be consistently distracted by rumors of other golf leagues and their attempts to disrupt our players, our partners, and most importantly, our fans from enjoying the tour, the game we all love so much. We are and always will be about focused on legacy, not leverage. There's no better place than the home than at home of the PGA Tour reiterate our focus and our promise to our fans and players. Let's move on. So he moves on March of 2022. Obviously, that you know, by... Live starts in June. You know, he said implementing substantial changes to our schedule gives us the best opportunity to drive not only earnings to our players, but improve our product and create a platform, continued growth in the future. Said um, those players have chosen to play a series of exhibition matches against the same players over and over again. Uh, At the Canadian Open, you have true, pure competition with the best players in the world. Life is all about meaning and purpose, and we are an organization with meaning and purpose. The best players in the world make wonderful things happen on this platform day in and day out. So Jay's just had to go through the writer, and now we get to, you know, with the best of the collective in mind, the interest of the collective in mind, we're firm on what we're going to do in 2024. He says, uh, we'll learn along the way and to the betterment of this organization and all of our members. But he says, there are no sacred cows. So a little more flexible than he was the year before. Legacy, not leverage. He allows, the, maybe that's the opening of the door for the merger or the framework agreement. There are no sacred cows. We're just trying to get to the best possible outcome. And that is to continue to grow this tour and its preeminence, which is an interesting use of the word preeminence. So maybe opening the door there. You know, uh, from 2022 to 2023, saying there are no sacred cows. We'll learn, we'll adapt. Um, all right. Monahan also said there's nine more minutes of golf coverage in broadcast this year, as opposed to commercials, which we just came off the Bay Hill disaster. And I don't know if that's true. I don't, that I don't know if that was that fact was true. Check. Somebody should fact check that. Um, what else happened? Rory, uh, so they have the big Tuesday meeting right the tuesday everybody signs oh, up yeah everybody was uh, yelling yes people it's eh, you know rory goes but like a lot of the stars don't go rory's like thrown out there there's anecdotes of jt hitting balls on the range while it's going on burns others just kind of practicing while you know the stars don't really attend it hey but james real quick yeah real quick i yeah. almost commented on this i saw a tweet from uh golf week this yeah. uh yeah, this goes back to part one or part two with Tom yeah. Hoagie through the years photos. Yeah. yeah, they did a Sam Burns photos through the years. <laughs> He's like twenty three. 
Oh, what is it? 26 or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Burns through the years. How Um, many people do you think click on that? I don't know. Do you think we should be doing photos through the years? No, no, no. Um, What else happened? Rory, so so a bunch of stars don't attend. Who also doesn't attend is James Hahn. (laughs) So he's tweeting, he's talking, he's hollering about going to Lion's Den, as we just heard. Uh, not have people, other people not having balls and courage and things like that. And Rory says, you say all this shit and you're not even in the meeting? Like, come on. If you want to get informed and be a part of the process, the fact that he wasn't even in the room was like a slap in the face to the tour and everyone who is on tour. Um, so a lot came out of that meeting. Uh, oh, this was a great one. There was a lot of rumors about, uh, oh, and then Lanto Griffin foreshadowing to his recent comments was in the comments of a golf digest article chirping that they had a photo of Rory and Jay in the comments about the new designated events. And Lanto says, this pick sums it all up. He's in the Instagram comments (laughs) saying like Rory's shadow commissioner along with Jay. Then two days later, Lanto with WD with a muscle injury. And we wondered if that was sort of the shadow commissioner getting back at him. This adds um, this adds a whole layer to the Lanto comments the a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Yep. It's yep. like the I was reading the James Hahn stuff about what Lanto was saying to to, yep. to him when he I was like, oh this this all goes back to this. So again, this we'll get to the tournament, but this was the week. It was like this meeting, it was the mules comments, it was the stars comments. It, it we'll I think get the to- mules mules came out next week. No. For Brian I it was, no, it was Shedlowski at, uh, at the players. Okay. Yes, it was at the players. I might have just seen it the next week. But another one that was funny was Rex Hoggard at, at golfchannel.com. Like a big subject now was there were a lot of rumors about Liv guys maybe inquiring about coming back. Right? Liv like kind of had a slow off season. Mayakoba was sort of a mess. Tucson was goofy. And like I was down there, this was hot that week. You heard about so and so and so and like five different guys who had like reached out to the tour about coming back. So Hoggart, Rex Hoggart did a great article about like how is that going to work? And there were a bunch of uh, like level-headed comments. Some, you know, Monahan said they've joined the Live Golf Series and made that commitment. Every player is a choice. I respect their choice, but they made it. We've made ours. I think they understand that. Currently, there's not a path, Homa said. There definitely could be. Should be? I'm not sure. Then there's Billy Boy, who comes in with his comments. Adam Scott had had a bunch of level-headed, but Billy Boy comes in. He was riding his scooter to and fro that week, too. Yes, scootering to the (laughs) TPC Sawgrass. Billy, if I was in charge, I'd say, yes, there's a path back. But you're going to have to jump through some hoops. What are those (laughs) hoops you have in mind, Billy Boy? Have them come to the PJ Tour head cover headquarters. Come across the moat. And have them address all the employees, at least for the players who said things that weren't true about the tour or sued the tour. The tour has an ability to do the case by case. You're going to have to hire 500 more people to implement this Billy Boy plan. The global <laughs> home needs 10 more conference rooms. The tour has the ability to do a case by case basis. I would They're no problem. Have a courtroom, case by courtroom. Case. Yes, <laughs> walk each player. <laughs> yes, he says they have to all come individually to the headquarters and address every employee and apologize, and then you do a case by case hearing. 
incredible you get, suggestion by Billy you Boy. Have, you have them walk down a line with 700 people across the boat, and they have to shake everybody's hand and say, I'm sorry. It's unbelievable that, that Billy Boy got. Of course, he got asked. He chimed in, chimed in with that one. This, um, Billy Boy was playing really bad golf at this point, I think, right? right? Was, he was like hit top. rock bottom this yep. week. Yep. Uh, so, again, more non golf stuff. R- this was the lead of Dead Shalowski article and be written into this history of golf forever. Veteran, Ar- Veteran Ryan Armour has taken to referring himself and some of his fellow PGA Tour members as, quote, the mules of the organization in light of the tour's new scheduling paradigm. <laughs> and after that lead of that article, the tour would never be the same, or at least coverage of it. The mules. <laughs> Got- Guys who work to keep their cards, they're good players, but they're not going to have a chance to play the playoffs. They're not getting any designated events, but they want those players to go be mules for all of you at the pro-ams, all the charity visits, all the hospital visits and sponsor events. And we're good enough to do that, but we're not good enough to play in designated events like we did le- this year. Say you finish 75th on the points le- list, just using that as an example. You had a really good year, but you don't get any of the designated events. Why wouldn't you take a live contract? You probably wouldn't get one. If you're like 80th, why wouldn't you take a live contract? You've just been told by the tour that you fought for and were loyal to that. We don't want you. And then he says, I'm going to catch heat for this, but I was talking with James Hahn. Always a good sounding. Yeah. Board. We went into detail about how we James need to Hahn, rewrite our mission. Lanto, statement. <laughs> those are two guys you don't want to talk to. We need to rewrite our mission statement and take out the part about tour creating playing opportunities for members. They just crapped on everything Dean Beeman stood for. So that's Ryan Armour. Um, what else happened? Rory you know, pushes back. There's a lot of distrust about the models. He said, they've got great technology. I have no reason not to trust it. You know, they're models of what well, the appropriate churn would a, be. There is a reason to not trust it. This is the organization that still hasn't figured out their FedEx Cup playoffs 20 years later. It's fair. Fair, fair point. Um, but he said, Rory said what was in Delaware was way more closed. Spieth corroborated that and said they have missed the first suggestion of the first proposal in Delaware was creation of two different tours. So they're That's trying to suggest probably what it should do. It should yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. It should just be, it should be harsh relegation. Like JT would be relegated after last year. Yep. I spoke with some guys, uh, you know, Hardy, Gordon, like, we don't know if it's a perfect system. There are going to be more tweaks to make it better. You made um, a mis- You should have talked to James Hahn. But the PGA Tour is absolutely effed if the status quo is kept and more guys leave. Uh, so one veteran who wasn't named said, we have a pack and then we have a secret pack. So there's all sorts of warring words, some, some uh, on the record, some kind of anonymously. Um, what else happened here this week? Uh the, the Tucson, the Gallery Golf Club, came under fire for removing two cactuses for the live event so they could oh, set up hospitality. This was a big drama. Fire Pit had an article with the tourney director, say, tournament director, anonymously, went nuts, saying he also outed, um, outed uh, uh, travelers for giving appearance fees, just straight right on the record, kind of no whispers about it. Uh, they were giving two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars. Must be nice. The CEO is a golf nut, but this tournament director says, like, you know, what are you saying to non-designateds? What are you saying to designateds? How do we keep up with this twenty million dollar purses? Like, and that was kind of an interesting article. Just a lot of voices from different parts of the tour that make up this traveling circus, hollering at each other or about each other um, at the beginning of the week. What else happened here? 
Um, oh, there was an interesting going back to Bay Hill that came out this week. Can I Johnson cheating scandal? Nick oh, Hardy came I out on this. About that. And so they were put on the clock. Kamau Johnson's not a member of the tour, but Nick Hardy, I think Kyle Westmoreland was the other guy, are on the clock. Kamau was the one playing slow, but like his warning doesn't accrue because he's not a member. So Hardy and Westmoreland are like sprinting ahead, and he tries to say, you know, they don't know, they didn't see the end of a hole, and um, he tried to put down that he got a six when everything had it. Shotlink had a seven. Video evidence had a seven. It was like, but he was on the cut line at the time going to the next day, like straight up basically tried to change his scorecard. But we also learned like non-members can't get timed essentially and are jamming these guys they're with. Um, one tweet uh, that lasted only a matter of minutes from Liv was something called the Liv Combine. Do you remember this? No. Basically, like an NFL combine. Like a skills competition? Yes. They said all season they were going to put them through these like athletic feats of performance and introducing the live combine. Coming soon, challenge one, a reaction wall, which I think we did see at Mayakoba. But after that, we never heard anything else about the live combine. Do you think think they are just saving it up for the offseason? I don't know. No idea what happened uh, with the live combine, live combine. but I'm, I'm sad we didn't, you know, doing like the sack race or the shuttle three cone drill or anything like that. Um, what else? Oh, the day before the players start, we get TMZ reports Tiger Woods is getting sued by his uh, girlfriend or ex-girlfriend that she was driven to the airport, what she thought was a vacation and then told we're breaking up as he got on the plane. That has all been dropped. She's recanted some of those and uh, recanted what she said in those. That, that original lawsuit, but that kind of blew up literally on the uh, day of the players. Um, wondering, there were some conspiracy theories that her her law firm and that has also represented Greg Norman and others in the past down in South Florida. Um, Zayner had this quote. I don't know where it went. He says, usually you get relaxed as you play down the stretch, but not here at TPC Sawgrass. Just kind of going against the grain of everything he said about pressure down the stretch, where he says, usually you get relaxed down the stretch. Um, Let's go quickly through the actual tournament day by day. On Thursday, what do we have happening on Thursday here? Let me catch up. Pace of play is a disaster. Just to, like like I'm talking, they were on sixteen. I don't think they were on like twelve. They didn't. They, on, they didn't finish. They didn't make a cut on on a Friday. They didn't make a cut on a Friday through this week. That's right, because you have less daylight Q1. But Bay yes. Bay Hill, they didn't make the cut on a Friday. That was like a a subplot of of Bay Hill. It was like we still haven't made a cut on a Friday all year. Um, so this was an issue because like you got, you got wildly different weather conditions. Some guys were like out late in soft conditions and started the next day in soft conditions. There was a big, uh, wave disparity like the year before with all the wind. (laughs) And they showed this on 17. I don't know if you remember this, like same apex, one ball rolls 90 feet past or, you know, 30 feet past the other, like goes six feet past kind of like there was a huge score disparity, but pace of play was a complete disaster. One point faxon said there were four groups on the second tee, just like not close. They're all, like the last group's on 12 or 13 when darkness hits. Then they have more weather like they've had recently and everything gets pushed back. Do you remember who led after the first round, the Players' Championship? I'll give you a million guesses. Oh, God. Um, I, don't, I have no clue. Chad Ramey. 
So again, my guy, my guy from the century. A lot of talk about cuts and mules and stars. And like there was a moment here this week where like Ben Griffin, Chad Ramey were involved like heavily. And Rory missed the cut. John Rom WD. I don't know if you remember that. The illness had a oh, mysterious, yeah. like talk about stomach he bugs got, and kids alleged, wreaking allegedly, havoc. Allegedly got everybody in the daycare sick. <laughs> that so was an unsubstantiated rumor, rumors. Everybody was pissed at Rom because his <laughs> kids were... Kids, they sent their kids sick to the daycare. The daycare and all, service. All the other yeah. kids got sick, and then all the parents got sick. He got the whole tour sick, allegedly. So he WD'd Friday morning, and the super group, it was Rory Rahm and uh, Scheffler, and he WD's with the stomach bug. Uh, but Ramey's your leader. Uh, Colin Morikawa also had a great uh, first round before he kind of tanked it on the weekend. But this, a uh, tough scene for forgiveness this week. So Morikawa when everybody was breaking. Yes. But also Morikawa put, uh, I think like the Sim 2 or something, um, a Sim driver, the one from four years ago, and immediately starts playing well. Yes. Yes. So he he had been bad since like that Kapalua mess, then immediately like plays well, putting the Sim 2 or the Sim driver back from four years ago, immediately produced instant results in, in day one. And then you have Rory comes off after a 76 and sort of says, I went to the new drive in Riviera. It's just not. Yeah. Look, I wish I could use my driver from last year, but I just can't because your driver for so long, it starts to get a little too, basically it just wouldn't pass the equipment legality test. And you said they were testing at Riviera. So a win for the CT machine. Yeah. And he says, I put in the new Sam, driver. You know, and he Sam doesn't Burns. like it. It wasn't working as well for him. Sam Burns got, popped uh for the ct machine and then he i didn't it was either valspar or bay hill he was talking about how he hadn't gotten comfortable with a driver since he had to get rid of his last driver so the ct machine was making its rounds so he tries to like Rory pulls up he doesn't want to do the bryson at royal st george's thing he says yeah obviously there's part of its user error as well um it's quite a lot of user error in there as well uh but he's trying to figure out like the stealth driver being as close to the one that was getting hot at Riviera. He needs his, he wishes he had his old. His when's old he driver. going, when's he going equipment contract free? Well, now he's got the QAnon driver. Apparently he's testing in Dubai for next year. So this was a bad week talking about the faces cracking Colin using the SIM and then Rory talking about how he wishes he had his old driver. Um, Hayden Buckley made an ace. Uh, and but he's he made an ace and four birdies in his first like five six holes in the shot over par. He was it was a big a bunch of aces on seventeen this year after a dry spell. I think Aaron Rye had one. Maybe saw him uh, a bunch of aces. Keith Mitchell had that all time. The year before was when when Brandel went on the. I think yes. Brandel had a a thing leading into the tournament about how the seventeen redesigned that, seventeen. Yeah, this is uh, this is a bad hole. Well, you know, him and world-renowned Augusta Pisa, Augie Pisa, could uh, could uh, redesign it, I'm sure. Um, so that, I think there might be... I think uh, Steve Wensloff is out at TPC I, Sawgrass. Yeah, I think I'd heard that, too. Yeah. Maybe think, more uh, coming for the Love Brothers, too. Yeah. Right. Could, be, uh, could be the, uh, the old uh, DL3 and, uh, you know... Yeah. Uh, Scott yep. Sherman. Scott Sherman worked for Pete Dye. At least yep. that I think that's a a great aspect yep. of uh, of them getting that job. 
Yep. Keith Mitchell had that all-time clip. Doesn't really play well for an audio medium here. Remember, he slammed his driver, pushes one like directly on the line of entry into the water. I think Casey Bannon tweeted the art, uh, the original uh, clip, and then it got DMCA'd, and then Mitchell reshared it, and then the horn goes off as it goes in the water. And he slammed just an all-time sequence. Did that go in the water? Yeah, <laughs> it did. Um, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> Just a guy opens hot and people are like really excited. This like, is Spieth mania. Spieth, is, Spieth mania was this three week stretch was. They're like, Spieth is looking Spieth. He's dialed in. All right. Well, he struggles to make the cut. He gets lucky making the cut. I don't know if you remember this. Hits is going straight in the water. Hits his fan oh, straight in the this. kneecap, bounces forward back into the play. This is, his, I think his last is like 36 hole. He's going to MC. It was going in one of the waters and I get I get it hit the cart path and short hopped off the guy's knee and then went out in the fairway forward. It must have been the way for it to go off him, went off his knee up in the air over the water. He just narrating this as a circus. I mean, it's the equivalent of flying the green towards the hazard, hitting a grandstand and coming back into the green in a way. So he says he'll buy the guy whatever he wants, literally whatever he wants for hitting him and keeping him on the right side of the cut for the weekend. Um, But he makes the cut, doesn't really have do much after that. Um, what else happened here? Um, the cut chat like really gets an immediate test. Like our cuts good or bad? Cause we don't want to get, we want to get rid of cuts because we want to keep stars around. Well, on the cut line, you have Zalatoris, Spieth, Finau, Xander, Hideki, Fitz, JT, Rory, who misses, Rom, WDs. And they're like, oh, we're missing all these stars. And we're going to have like Ben Griffin and Chad Ramey at the time, uh, in, in our final, in our final group Sunday. Um, so that's immediate test for the, for the big cut debate going on. Jerry Kelly makes the cut and he's raising the roof in his Colaguard hat as he makes the cut. Good on Jerry cut, Jerry Kelly again. Um, that does it for, I think like get, get to the weekend. Uh, hit on Rom Saturday. Scheffler just breaks away, right? Like the, the mules, quote unquote, Svensson shoots 75 in the final group. Ben Griffin shoots 72 and Scotty Scheffler shoots 65. And it's kind of over Sunday, Saturday night, more or less. Uh, Sunday, Hovland scripting is really preposterous. He wore green all four days, sometimes green pants with the green tops. Looks ridiculous. (laughs) He then tells, uh, I think Golf Channel, he said, I just wear what they tell me to wear. Kind of made an audible... (laughs) They wanted me to wear the green pants again today, <laughs> and I kind of had enough of that. <laughs> Just ridiculous straight run of, of Hovland's scripting. Uh, the Zayner quote about <laughs> usually play better down the stretch, but not here. Higo, Garrick Higo gets over club challenge. Like, only explanation for this one. He hits it over the 16th green and across the hazard behind that. the walkway to 17 that Rory talked about in the end. Then 17, I think he hits it like 20 yards over the green onto like the path, like not even close. And they're like, is he getting over club challenge by his caddy? It's back to back on 16 and 17. Um, <laughs> Zayner, one more Zayner, and everyone pounced on this. He said, one of the things about Hatton, again, this is Tyrrell Hatton. One of the things about Hatton is he never blames anybody but himself. <laughs> it's literally the opposite. Except the course, his caddy, the architect, the superintendent, the greens committee, Hatton blames just everybody <laughs> jumped on that right away. Never blames only blames himself. himself. Um, so it finishes with more pace of play disaster. 
because it's so slow. They're, the leaders are playing 16 and 17 during the selection show for the NCAA tournament. Just a complete mess. They finish like 40 minutes late and they're going up against the selection show on Sunday. Um, Minwoo Lee obviously popped a little bit this day. Uh, you know, he's hitting two irons, 172 miles an hour. Is two iron off 18. Like everybody's into Minwoo Lee because he's like one of the prime challengers for uh, for Scotty Scheffler. But big Minwoo Lee stuff with his stainers. Tom Hoagie, this was great. Hoagie, big day for the Hoagie heads. He made the he made uh, uh, on the weekend. He made the cut on the number on the number. I believe. I think there was a game within the game. Hoagie versus JT or something. Might have been had the case. Going. Yeah, but he made it on the number. He shot a course record. He breaks the course record sixty two on Saturday, uh, and went and finished T three. It made like a couple million dollars uh, finishing T three and setting the course record. He says about player dining. The food is too healthy in player dining. There's a QR code for us. I logged the complaint. <laughs> Via their comment card, the QR. He's got to be pissed about the GMO certified fish. It's too healthy. They need some food like the rest of the obese people in America eat. I'm pretty hungry right now. I'm ready for a cheeseburger. Then he makes like $3 million with his 62. And he flies in 21C in the middle of economy on the way home on American Airlines and tweets a picture of it after Doug Ferguson. So he made $1.3 billion. Flies in coach and tweets a picture of it to... uh, to Doug Ferguson. Uh, Scheffler wins. It's not particularly close on Sunday. He joins Lanny Watkins and Nick Price as uh, five-shot winners, among the largest margins of victory at the Players' Championship history. Um, There's a lot of chatter about his coffee catnip. Like, he doesn't drink coffee. He drinks coffee every day at home, but never during tournament weeks. So everybody's like, everybody should just not drink coffee when it's time to to perform. Uh, So that was catnip of the week. Um, and then PGA Tour and Taylor may try to f- make fake gold boys of Scotty sort of covered in gold and everybody up <laughs> revolts. Like, that's not my gold boy. That's not the real gold boy. This is your social media activation. And that's your Players' Championship, the first major of the year. All right. All right. We got to uh, got to hustle here. We got a hard We're stop. Good. We might We're not good. make the, no, we might not make the Masters. We're good. We're good. We're good to get All right. There. All right, Taylor Valspar. Taylor Taylor Moore wins the Valspar. This okay. is part of the Arkansas, you know, uh, domination of the tour. Yep. Uh, Jordan Spieth plays the final three two over. Um, it is just Spieth Masters buzz all all over. Everybody's uh-huh. talking about the Spieth Masters, but you know he continues to prove week after week he's just a guy in these situations. <laughs> I, I might reverse the. I might say Spieth's going to win a major this year. I'm just so tired. <laughs> right, of, always so tired. Yeah. Tired of 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 having to live live this just a guy world. Um, all right, we learned. Uh, so Adam Shank was the was the Taylor Morris' closest challenger. Is this the putter? Do you remember thing? this? Yeah, yeah he you sleeps remember? with his putter. We learned something. that he sleeps yeah. with his putter. Yeah. Um, his wife flew in eight months pregnant, which was like catnip. Okay. You know. Yeah, sure. And uh, Adam Shank was playing his 10th straight week in order to take time off for the birth of their son. So just like a I mule, a life, the life of a mule. <laughs> just fresh off uh, Ryan Armour's comments. You know, we're, we're getting to see a mule battle yeah. on. He, yeah. I don't know if you're right. He made bogey on 18. His ball ended up like right behind a tree. 
off yes. the tee, and he had yeah, to totally jam. He like yep. wedged yep. it left handed out, made bogey. People um, alleged it was a bad break, but like you hit it off the fairway, yeah. you know things yeah. happen, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a bad tee shot, bad yeah. break. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, another thing from the week that happened: uh, a player in the hunt, Matt Wallace, just berates his caddy. Just go. <laughs> It's on camera, and they just start yelling at each other. Yep. And like afterwards, he's like smoothing it over. It was just a disagreement. We're all good. Like everybody, like talked to the caddy too. It, 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 but this was the second time that it happened on camera. Yeah. Um, in his career. All right. Do you know what the big news of the week was? No. This live, is going to take up something. Live no. Tucson. What? Rollback week. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. That came out the week after the players. So on Tuesday of this week, the USGA and RNA announced that they're proposing a model local rule, MLR, to address distance gains in elite competitive golf. This MLR would give competition organizers the option to require the use of golf balls that are tested under modified launch conditions to address the impacts of uh, hitting distance at golf. This proposal came right uh, after years of research on the part of the USGA and RNA, including Distance Insights Report, which found that distance increases over the past several decades have affected the way golf is played and uh, courses are maintained. So in order to comply with the proposed MLR, a golf ball would have to be tested at a maximum carry number of 317 yards with a tolerance of three yards at 127 mile per hour club head speed. 11 degrees of launch and 2200 RPMs of spin. So that's like the new testing criteria they propose. Um, that's an increase of seven miles per hour in club head speed over the current uh, testing conditions. Uh, and according to governing bodies research, a ball tested under these parameters would fly 14 to 15 fewer yards than current models. Stakeholders and manufacturers have five months to provide feedback. If adopted, the MLR would take effect January 1 of 2026. Big day. <laughs> We're getting back into it now. I mean, this would be like three weeks of just players hollering about this. You ready for the player commentary? Yeah. Selfish. JT saying they're selfish. I know that was one, maybe. All right. We'll get to JT in a little bit. <laughs> Harry Higgs. So the initial thought is definitely jokingly, get off my lawn, leave us alone. And I would imagine there are some heated debates about whether or not we are going to implement this. If I could forecast ahead and look to 2026, I think we will be implementing this. Webb Simpson oh, with our fan. Webb Simpson is just, he's consistent on these, on these matters. Yep. I don't know that we need to roll back equipment. I think there needs to be more emphasis on course design. <laughs> we want to see tighter fairways. We want to see more rough. We want to see more, more trees, dog legs, stuff like that. That seems to be pretty popular with the guys I've talked to. That's oh, not God. going to fi- fix the distance problem. I want to be clear, but there needs to be uh, there needs to be in the conversation. That needs to be in the conversation. Uh, I feel like there's certain golf courses we play. There's genius that needs to be paid attention to. That will help the problem. Uh, this problem we're seeing, and I just think that needs to be the main piece of the pie for this whole distancing. You want just something ironic? I was thinking about with Webb yeah. Simpson. Yeah. What's Webb Simpson's career highlight? Um, uh, Olympic, right? Probably. 
he won a he won a golf tournament at a golf course that effectively is the only golf course in America where there's like a constant rollback. Yeah. The ball goes so short at Olympic Club, especially in the summer because yeah. of the weather. It's like effectively like I I did an interview with Gil Hans that hasn't come out yet, but I, I asked him about why does Olympic hold stand up to the test of time. He's like, "Well, the weather rolls everybody back." how it's 7,000 yards and it plays so long. Like It's effectively where everybody loses like 10%. That's where he won. Now, you can counter and I will be that the Olympic club they won was narrow with thick rough and dog legs. So, yeah. no. both that sides too. of the coin there. Right. Um, Jordan Spieth, I would say, uh, this was where a lot of people were disappointed. Jordan Spieth comments. Just because of intelligence uh, of of yeah. the of the speaker, um, yeah. generally well reasoned, but also titleless ambassador Jordan Spieth. Uh, I would say I'm I I was a little surprised because it seems that if you change the golf ball, what will end up happening is you will almost have to change uh, a lot of the clubs in your bag. What? Why don't you just optimize it, right? And if you well, they change their clubs all the time too, right? right. But B, right. this is only for elite competitions, right. right? Quite a few people were surprised. I think is maybe a nice word to use. I know they're trying to reach out and make contact and say why they might be doing this at this time. I, if the overall membership of the PGA Tour doesn't want to do it, then it's probably not going to be done. Brandon Matthews, great comment here. Clubhead speed leader on the PGA Tour. I'm really looking forward to seeing shot shapes again like you used to see, right? Like a shot, for example, like a rising ball fight. You just don't see that anymore because of ball technology. So you're going to see a little more of that come back, which is really cool. I don't know how far they're going to go with this, but it's uh, it's going to be really exciting change, and I think it's going to make the game a little bit better. A player who preferred to remain nameless. Fans want to come out here and see us hit the ball as far as possible. We no. want to be as athletic as they possible. Can't see it. With they the can't golf see ball. the ball. Fans can't see the ball when you hit it as far as possible. They literally can't we, see it. We want to be as athletic as possible with the golf ball. What does it being athletic have to do with anything with a golf ball? Right. Not be uh, not being able to do so impacts the product and the charities we support. Oh, Who cares God. if we shot shoot thirty under? This. The rollback throwing charity as a shield to protect my rollback. All right, Keegan Bradley on PGA Tour Radio. I don't think there's a chance the PGA will ever do this. I don't think it will ever happen. It's too extreme. It creates a huge void between players. One of the coolest things about golf is you could come out and play with a PGA Tour player uh, with a thirty handicap, and we're playing the same sport. I can't oh, go play football with Tom Brady not. with pads on Sunday. You're I'll not. get killed. The 30 handicap's going to get killed. Yeah, you're not playing the same sport, and you're not playing with the same stuff. God. And Charlie, now, as we sit here, it looks like maybe bifurcation. They're just going to roll it back for everyone because these pampered Fs just keep using that. Who knows? It's gonna, they couldn't. Like, in hindsight, this year interview on rollback is going to be a, uh, not, not a good look. Charlie Hoffman, bifurcation would be a travesty to this game. 
Tyler's guy, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> travesty. travesty. Charities. Travesty. <laughs> Bifurcation would be a travesty to this game. It's the only sport in the world that amateurs play by the same rules as us. It's I don't true. know what their end game is. Uh, end game on this is. That's I don't a, have backboards not- on the course <laughs> that I play. We have all different rules. We don't. We don't have golf balls that PGA Tour players play. We don't have equipment. Uh, equipment don't. that PGA Tour players. We get. get. I'll just preview at Austin next week. Rory gets a new Scotty Cameron, right? And this is a big. Uh, you know, he switches putters, and on the Cameron, it's it's stamped for tour use only. Like obviously, they amateurs could maybe get their hands on four tour, but like you're literally touting as you talk about how they can all play the same stuff as we we do. For tour use only. So, go ahead. All right, Bryson on LiveGolf.com. Oh, this was... I remember he went nuts about it. I think it's the most atrocious thing you could possibly do to the game of golf. It's not about (laughs) rolling golf balls back. It's the most atrocious. Not... (laughs) Could literally... (laughs) A lot of bad things could happen to golf. It's not about rolling golf balls back. It's about making golf courses more difficult. I think it's the most unimaginative, uninspiring, game-cutting thing you could do. Everyone wants to see people hit it farther. It's part of the reason why a lot of people like what I do. It's part of the reason a lot of people don't like what I do. But again, it creates more conversation in a positive way than cutting it back and trying to make everybody equal. I'm all about equality. I'm not about (laughs) equity on this front. What? <laughs> I'm I'm all about equality. I'm not about equity on this front. All right. We don't need to relitigate that quote, but it speaks for itself. Which Ready for I'm gonna paraphrase. JT smoked for three minutes about this. <sighs> that's 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 dangerous. JT that's scary. You're gonna you're gonna jump in some potholes when you go for three minutes like that. But go ahead. A little, a little bit of juice scoop uh-huh. before we get to this. <laughs> oh no! Are you going there? <laughs> Sounds like some people are really happy about JT's new uh, new spot to go play Panther National. Why is that? A group of people. A group of people that. Uh, that may be employed at the golf course he used to spend most of his time at are quite happy that he will not be there very much anymore. <laughs> okay. Jube scoop. Jube what, is, scoop. what did JT have to say about the rollback? JT said, the USGA made a lot of selfish decisions. Uh, has made a lot of selfish decisions not for the betterment of the game. Trying to create a solution these are all paraphrase quotes. So they're selfish. They're trying to create a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. You can play the same golf ball that I play. Time and money that the manufacturer spent were, was brought up. Um, then he said, it irritates me. And he cited <laughs> running and basketball as like sports that like running. No. It, they don't try and stop people from running they faster. Do. And basketball... They, he cited basketball. They don't raise the hoop because people are jumping higher. Meanwhile, running has outlawed shoes. They regulate, yeah. Basketball has outlawed shoes that help you jump higher. 
hand checking. They change rules. They change yes. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Both of these sports are regulated. Both of them. All this is, it's just a little regulation in the sport. The USGA is being selfish. Like, I don't even, that's the thing that I don't understand. What are they being selfish about? They're being selfish about what, why would the, why would the USGA want this to happen? It's not like the selfish thing. The selfish thing would be doing nothing because that keeps them out of their, out of the, the limelight. Yeah, I think Fred Perpall would say that at LACC a few months later. He's like, you know, I it sucks. I don't want to be like the most unpopular kid in the class. Like, it's not fun. Not something we want to do. So I, I don't know why why selfish would be the motivation there. So. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and run through this PGA Tour official statement is effectively we're gonna do our own research. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Piercy issued that. All right. Um, PGA of America, as we stated, uh, previously stated, the USG and RIA were uh, strongly opposed to any rule changes that will make the game less fun for recreational golfers, whilst only for the elite players. Regarding the specific area of interest, we're pleased that there's no longer a focus on changing or modifying ball or clubs for re- that recreational players may use. Well, they might be there now. Uh, we are not in favor of bifurcation. Do not anticipate individual clubs implementing the model of local rule. This is meant for elite players. In regards to the PGA Championship, 2026 is a still a long way off until we know the specifics of the proposed model local rule. We are not in a position uh, to make that determination. Uh, you found, you dug up a Tiger Woods quote from 2017. Yeah. Where he said, my idea was to have it Soft so that ball, every right? professional yeah. would have to play a reduced flight ball. Even if you played a pro member, you would have a, a reduced flight ball for the pro and you ha- have to play with that type of ball. Whereas an amateur would go ahead and make it fun, juice the golf balls up, juice the clubs up, let them go have a great time. But at the professional level, I see no why or reason why we can't have it very similar to where baseball has it right now. Yep. yep. Quote a tweet of the year. Tweet of the year. <laughs> okay. That's a big, big sell. Peter Costas. Oh, God. His his um solution for rollback. Let me clear my throat real quick. Yeah. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> I know this sounds simplistic, but just require drivers and three woods to face uh, to face collapse, quote unquote, face collapse. Or have a breakable part <laughs> that, that breaks, becoming non-conforming when the club head hits the ball at more than and parentheses, pick a number, 125 miles an hour. No bifurcation, just a cap on max clubhead speed. So he 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 doesn't want a ball change. He wants clubs to break. It's like jumping through 25 hoops when all you have to do is just, you know, make one not, left turn. Not to mention, that's actually limiting athleticism. Right. Right. Right, it is capping. It's hard capping the, you know, ability or talent. Separate, so exploding um, driver. Ty- Ty- Tyler Duncan had this head come off the driver the next week in Punta Cana, and everybody's like, "This is Peter Costas in action." It's the driver went flying down the fairway. Go ahead. The owner of Live, a Miami-based nightclub, filed okay. court actions to block Live Golf's trademark application. 
I think that's still going on. Maybe. Um, Rory Noling up tweeted that Rory hit five iron for his approach shot into fi- a part into thirteen at Augusta National this week. Scotty Scheffler also mentioned oh, yeah. in his uh, media call that he hit four iron into the hole and is now hitting driver off the tee as opposed to slinging three wood. Um, excited about that. Ricky joins TGL. I only included this because you've been including that. Uh, all right. Do you know who won Live Tucson? Danny Lee. I yep. Say. In a playoff over Usti after he just don't shut the remember that. He had like a ridiculous, he had a celebration that cut away from it. it yeah. I remember that. Tons, tons of CW affiliates didn't, didn't air it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shuffler's uh, Masters menu comes out. Cheeseburger sliders, firecracker shrimp, tortilla soup, Texas ribeye, chocolate chip skillet cookie, or black and redfish. Um, ahead of the Hogue Classic, Couples goes off about Phil. He said, if you're giving Phil Mickelson $200 million at age 52 to shoot 74 and 75, God bless you. He also called Mickelson a nutbag and Sergio Garcia. <laughs> I forgot about the nutbag <laughs> terminology. <laughs> and he called and Sergio <laughs> Garcia one of the clowns who has jumped to live. <laughs> nutbag. Okay. Um, Purdue loses to Fairleigh Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Number one seed or whatever. Right? Garrett had this great quote. To put this in terms that golf fans will understand... It's like the Ironheads beat just beat the four aces. <laughs> Liv uh, releases an awful promo video ahead of Liv's Tucson from like like effectively like the conference center of like a Hampton Inn. Oh yeah, is this the carving station one? <laughs> yeah. Why do I have vivid memories lo- of the carving like station? Yeah. Terrible, terrible carving station. It looks like there's it's like meatloaf they're serving. <laughs> There, then not there's prime rib. Then like it goes to like it goes to like a donkey. Oh yeah, it was and like then, a mariachi band or something, and a donkey. And then at the bar, there's this close up of the bar. The bar has Jim Beam and Canadian Club <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Everybody's frozen, and like legit, you're serving legit, Jim Beam and Canadian. <laughs> legit bottom shelf. <laughs> liquor on on top of the bar and they're like promoing it so that happened close up of the canadian club oh god i forgot about that all right that does it that does it are we keep going are we going we got a hard hard stop we're going we're ripping through this wgc match play opposite corrales punta cana quick punta cana stuff there was a (laughs) there was a kid in the kid in the field from byu named cougar collins his name's oh Cougar. We talked about where he, he lands on the uh, cat scale, the house cat scale. Ricky Barnes himself. Ricky Barnes, the Dutch, Dutch boy. boy, was T1. He was like first place on the weekend at Punta Cana. Who ends up winning, though, is uh, Matt Wallace. And so there's a lot of like, he does a cat, he does a video with his caddy who was just berating at the Valspar the week before. He wins oh, Punta Cana. Yeah, yeah, it's like the first French caddy to ever win on the PGA Tour. They're celebrating, he's uh, celebrating themselves and all that. So he wins. Um, what else happens this week? Oh, I forget. We had this in show notes. I couldn't remember. This might have been your little scuttlebutt. 
Apparently Monahan was in town. He flew to the Punta Cana event and just got ra- reamed over <laughs> yes. the coals, raked over the coals. Citation X. Just uh, it flew like that's just talk about going to Lions Den, going to the Mule Fest at Punta Cana. I don't remember who it was. You had there were a couple old hands that were screaming mad in a players meeting. It might have been Da Points. I forget yeah. who it was. Da Points was one, and somebody else was going nuts at, at Jay. Um, what else happens this week? Rory puts his new putter in play, and we make jokes about four tour use only. Rory comes out in support of bifurcation on, a, I believe, a uh, it was NLU. I think it was an article on NLU. It says, if you're going to see people with more well-rounded games succeed easier than what the game has become, which is a bit bomb and gouge over the last few years. He also suggested, if the tour doesn't adopt it, honestly, for me, the major championships are the biggest deal. So if the PGA Tour doesn't implement the MLR, I still may play of MLR at PGA Tour events because I know that'll give me the best chance and best preparation leading into the major championships. Interesting perspective. Um, Rom talked about like we're not going to get to a point where only the Open and the U.S. Open are doing a different golf ball. He says that's not going to happen. Um, oh, opposite this. So Rory going away from the tailor-made putter. Rory going away from the, uh, you know, trying to figure out the new driver. Rory supporting rollback. Opposite this, on the same day Rory comes out in support of the MLR, TaylorMade releases a survey. To whom? Oh, God, I love this survey. It was incredible. The lunatic fringe. Like, why it matters? Because MLR doesn't affect anyone. They're just trying to drum up angry people, golf fans. They email it to, like, their own customers who are on their email list. It's just this insane sequence uh, with this incredibly biased cover letter, like we are mad about this. Uh, we want to hear from you. As we absorbed this announcement, we tried to understand why as well as the impact as the why. All of our conversations came back to one place. You, the golfer. We want your voice to be heard. So please let us know what you think. We will uh, invite you to be a part of the conversation and we'll be a part of our feedback to the USJ and RNA. So again, the model local rule is not affecting pretty much 99% of the people and certainly 99% of the people they were surveying, but they're just trying to get people to be mad and send it to the USGA. Um, it was like basically an open request from hot takes from everybody on the internet. Um, it, everybody laughs at this. We have a good time with it. Uh, there's a sequence in there where you could say, you could hit, yes, I don't understand the lo- how to local rule. And then the next question is, are you mad about the local rule, basically? Do you agree with it? You can say no. So you can say you don't understand it. You go to the next question and say you don't agree with it. So like yeah. some survey flaws in the pathway there. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. He said, I don't understand it, but I hate it, which is a good credo for social news, uh, social media at this time. Um, so we had fun with that. Uh, it's just like a, we talk about a well-financed spe- special interest trying to you know gin up the base and get people worked up about this. Um, and it's all opposite Rory's statements with NLU. The range fence, there's a can't contain as WGC Austin tradition, unlike any other RIP, the match play, the range fence, uh, LaMagna is on, on site, says it's a war zone. I forget what hole that is oh, on the other side of the range, like four or something. Um, Jordan Spieth, just a guy, hits it into a kid's phone, breaks a kid's phone, bounces off the phone, lands against between a rock and a tree, gets relief. Gets up and down, makes a par, and halves the hole. But he broke the kid's phone. This was after he hit it off a guy's knee at the players to stay on the right side of the cut line. A lot of speed stuff 
happening uh, this week. You had a good tweet. Matt Kuchar being the oldest in the field at the match play at 44 is a wild departure from the past generation of golf. Just an interesting yeah. nugget. Oldest guy in the match play field. Top 64 in the world or thereabouts is 44. Um, Zayner had something funny about JJ's yeah, vertical. You, you, uh, you had a great tweet at the, about Liv Tucson. Uh, Leishman was leading. Yeah. And you had like oh, getting, a few pops, getting a few pops in before Cactus Ball. It was like February. Cactus League. <laughs> um, well, <coughs> Zayner, who's not a doctor, had comments about J Day's, Jason Day, like on the comeback trail, playing great golf. His vertigo it starts to creep up during match play. And Zayner says, you know, he's moving his head around. Usually if you have vertigo, you keep your head kind of attached to your shoulders as if it can become detached in some other scenario. And it's real stiff. I've had it. But his head's flipping all around. So he may be doing better than we think. So Dr. Zayner there, diagnosing uh, J-Day's vertigo, maybe not being as bad. Um, The match play, the actual results were amazing. Like an amazing swan song for match play. No one understands, well, we don't realize why this is going away. The tour gives comment to Garrett. Basically, they say it doesn't fit with the 2024 schedule. Like Austin said they'd come back. Dell said they would probably make it work. The tour is basically saying it doesn't doesn't fit for 2024. That's like it's drama with the designated events. Like, can you Allegedly have 64? A, a very profitable event for the PGA Tour, too. Right. So this is it. It's a swan song. Um, like, why are we doing this? What's what, you know, but it's leaving but it, a huge media market. Right. Right. It, and it goes out with a bang, just like the best players playing the best, a ton of birdies, some amazing Eagles. Uh, Rory did a walk and talk. I forgot about this. Rory did, was doing a walk and talk and immediately hit it off the planet during, I think it was a final four match. I don't remember. Like hit his worst shot in like yeah. the week as he's doing the, trying to connect with the AirPods of, uh, NBC. Um, Saturday was amazing. It was Rory left us with a final four of Rory, Scotty, Burns, and Camion. Like just an awesome, awesome final four. Uh, Burns dispatches. I think Scotty missed like a five footer. Like Scotty's on a heater. Won the players. Won Phoenix. Maybe Scotty this missed is a the start of the putting. Yeah. Course. Well, like he won the players. <laughs> I think he had negative strokes gained putting through like the first two rounds and won the players by like five. Um, but he misses a five footer, keeps Burns alive. Burns beats him. Cam Young, you know, Rory had him up like three up or something, and, and Cam Young comes back and beats Rory. Uh, then Cam, then Burns whoops up on Cam Young. But again, just an amazing, tons of great golf. Like I think that first hole, uh, Rory hit it left, and then used like the side slope, chipped it up, and like brought it back down. Cam Young using the slopes, just amazing golf, the best in the world. They're all like the stats were amazing. Like you know. Burns had almost, I think Cam Young, what was it? He had like 100 holes. He had 40 birdies and like three bogeys in his 100 holes. And just a lot of these guys, the best in the world, all balling out like that. Um, and Scheffler, the same thing. Um, Sam Burns eats a uh, eats an uncrustable and everyone loses their mind. He then like wins the next five holes. And that's just catnip in the final round against Cam Young, where he goes six and five to beat Cam Young to win it. Um Rory, um, I think it was Friday in, in, in uh, pool play, had that insane drive. This was the week he comes out in favor of the MLR. He flies at 350 on 18 to, 
to uh, 375 yard par four, 18th. Thri- flies at 350, that, lands that three feet. Faxon's like panting, can't catch his breath, going nuts. Wins the match on 18. I think it was a 62. He shot. You know, it's match play, but I think it was a 62 with nine birdies. Um, it was like an amazing run of golf just for everybody involved and the best players in the world. Um, but that final four, like it was so good. The golf was so good. Um, what else happened? Other stuff. Ricky didn't reach the round of 16. So he's officially out of the masters unless he wins Valero. Uh, Mike Wan called into Michael Breed's Sirius XM said, I couldn't listen to you any longer without calling you. So you have the CEO of the USGA calling in the Sirius XM hollering about rollback. Mike, uh, Michael Breed, a, a titleist guy on, on, on Sirius. Uh, Baton Boy has a new trick. And people went nuts about this. He unleashes a new Baton trick. This was when his putter got damaged in transportation. And he had some putter that could pick up the ball. I don't know if it was the full Westie, like where you can cup this. it. So he scoops the ball. It sticks in his scoop. And he does a little flip, walking off the green. And we're all just like aghast. It's like the, an artist taking it to a new level. There's never, there's no peak to how far the baton twirling can go. Um, Trout National is announced with an amazing <laughs> wild hype video with Mike Trout talking about how he hits 350 when it's dialed down. JT falls out of the top 10 for the first time since August of 2017, ending a streak of 293 consecutive weeks in the top 10. And obviously that would continue to uh, fall quite a bit. Um, Hideki WDs with the neck injury, and this is on the back of kind of Zalatoris and Fitzy having back injuries. So we're wondering like, you know, are the swing speeds, maybe the self-exploding driver isn't the answer. Maybe your health could be an issue with all these back issues coming up with some of the top guys. Um, what else happened here? Oh, Kepco was at the Panthers, the Florida Panthers game with the traffic oh, cone. Yes, kind of maybe inebriated, heckling one was of his that, own. That wasn't the players. one. He, the one he was clapping was after the PGA. I think yes, like, that was later. Yes, <laughs> zombie this clapping. Was, yes, this was he was heckling, holding a traffic cone, heckling. I think the own defenseman, his own defenseman for his the own team, cone, Ekblad. Yeah. So. Calling him a traffic. Where they got the traffic cone, I don't know. Phil and Sergio doubled back a little bit on the nutbag comments I forgot about. Garcia said it is what it is. It's disappointing because I don't know where he's going with this. It's Freddie, so he can say whatever he wants. Then we can say whatever we want. I think at the end of the day, his life is his life, and my life is my life in this case. So I don't think he should comment on what me or any of these other guys should have done because we didn't tell him what he had to do. Phil said we've been friends for a lot of years. That's all I can really say. So kind of just leaves it at that um there's a report that that the masters will be serving a blueberry ice cream sandwich instead of the peach and that uh doesn't happen we were all <laughs> excited about that from our friend wolfie i was pumped up about the blueberry ice cream sandwich that, that was a lot of a lot of hoopla around that this week it didn't happen sadly didn't, it stuck didn't with happen um Speaking of the Masters, we'll that, end it with this. That might have better, been better to be an unsubstantiated rumor than an <laughs> official rumor. Um, speaking of the Masters, as it's rapidly approaching, we'll end with this one. Uh, Gary Player does an interview with the Daily Mail. And in it, he says, never mind the Masters. The Open is by far the greatest tournament oh, on the God. planet. I rate it the Open at one, the U.S. Open at two, the PGA at three, and Augusta four. Four marvelous tournaments. He puts the Masters fourth. 
in its personal rankings. Gary says a lot of things over the course of the year. That was one I figured I would include in our year in review, which is now through part three. We're up to Valero. This, how about this? Valero Master. by uh, end of November. Fabulous. We're, we're hustling here. We're moving. This is all the people that said we couldn't do this. Well, we're not there yet. Come on. We got four majors to get through. Majors are killers. So we'll see where we go. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday. Talk a little bit about Hero. And uh, we'll talk to you. We're then. almost through Q1. We only have one more event in Q1. Uh, technically, we're through Q1. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're. I think we're to April now, right? More or less. It, it, so. it, you know, the Valero straddles the end of Q1. So. Taylor made survey. Forgot about that. All right. Everyone enjoy it. We'll be back with you a few regular episodes around the hero and we'll talk to you then.